Podcast. I'm your host, Louie. I'm here with my brother, Josh. Let's get into it. All right. We are humble people. We make mistakes. Isn't that right, Josh? Every day. We are not perfect people. And we are men. And men admit when they're wrong. We have some corrections. Well, that's not always true. <laughs> we have some corrections. And we want, we want to admit when we're wrong to you people. Because like we said, we're not analysts. We're just people who love hockey. And we get things wrong. So there's some couple corrections that we need to correct from our first podcast, if you listen to it. Josh, why don't you take it away with uh, some corrections? Well, the first one, last episode, we said that Boston was in our division and possibly could beat them, beat the Penguins out for a playoff spot. However, we were basing that off of last year with the COVID realignment of the divisions. So we kind of forgot that they're actually in the um, uh, Atlantic. Atlantic, thank you. I'm sorry. I I almost said We East. just talked we're about in, it. We're in the Eastern Conference. They're in the Atlantic, Atlantic Division. We're in the Metropolitan. Bingo. Yes. So sorry about that. So some corrections there. Some corrections. There was another one. The Boston. Yes, we. I made a mistake with Boston. Um, there was... No, there is the taxi squad. I got that wrong. And that's, that's pretty much it for our corrections, right? Yeah. Um, the best um, trophies, correct? Yeah. My predictions, um, we'll get into that about how I'm feeling, but... Do you want to take back? You could take some time. Do you yeah. want to take back your prediction from last podcast? Not, not right now. We're only we're only three games in, so we'll we'll see. All right. Well, with with that, we are starting a new format for our podcast, so that way you guys know what we're talking about, what's going on. We're going to be taking some time talking about the Wooksbury Scranton Penguins in the beginning of our podcast for a short time, and then for. The uh, time after that, we're going to be talking about exclusively the Pittsburgh Penguins. And then wherever the conversation goes afterwards, that's where we're going to go. Um, and, yeah. So, we invite you guys to listen in. Let's have a great time talking about the Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins. Let's go into that. So, they started off their season, Wilkes-Barre, on Saturday. October 16th. Thank you. Josh was just mouthing to me saying October 16th but he just corrected me October 16th they had their first game it was their home opener and uh let's let's give a little stick taps let's give a little congratulations to the first ever female referee in the AHL in professional hockey in men's professional hockey I should say right I believe that is factually correct, yeah. Yeah, um, Katie Gay is her name, um, and uh, she did a good job from what I'm understanding. We watched the game. She did a good job. Couldn't even tell she was a woman out there, so that's the goal, right? Um, so... <laughs> 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 that, 
That's true, though. <laughs> okay. Do what? Wait, I'm confused. Should we treat her like a woman out there, or no? No, you're not wrong. You're not I'm wrong. I'm confused. You're not wrong. I'm you're confused. Wrong. I'll what? give it to you. No, no, no. What should I be saying in this? Should I be saying she, she did, is? A- she did a good job. Period. She did. And you could not tell that she was a man or a woman out there. Which is fine. It kind of sounds like you're insulting her appearance in that you couldn't tell that there was a woman on the ice. I'm not trying to I'm trying to say it's like you couldn't even tell. Like so what's the, the, the fuss about? Okay. All That's right. what I'm trying to say. All you sexist people trying to <laughs> take me down. Listen, the whole goal cancel you before you even get started. I know. Jeez. <laughs> First of all, don't be so sensitive about the topic, okay? <laughs> She's a female referee. She came in, and she did exactly what she was hired to do, to be a referee. That is what I'm saying. Do I think that we should treat her any differently from a man? No. So that's what I'm trying to say. I couldn't tell the difference. I think that's a fair statement. Okay. I'm not you, retracting it. You saved yourself. I don't Good want, job. I don't care. You know yeah. what? I don't care. The I sexist stick by my statement. The sexist will still like cut your statement and try to twist it, but in full. <laughs> well, you when saved that it. day comes, when that day comes, I'll correct myself. But until then, I think we're doing all right. I don't think that was a sexist remark. We're spending too much time on the topic. Congratulations, Katie Gay. Hope you make it to the NHL. The best luck to you. There you go. Was that good, Josh? Was that good? Yeah, it's great. For you? Yeah. Yeah. And, and then get, just I mean, for everyone listening, I'm getting some weird faces from Josh right now. We obviously do this over Skype and he's like trying to like tell me like, hey man, like knock it off with these remarks. I don't I don't care. It's fine. It's fine. Katie, I'm sure you're a great woman. All right. Well, and the after afterthought of the whole thing with Katie is that the Penguins had their home opener and won. That's right. That's right. And Katie made it happen. <laughs> she was there. And she, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to say she was rooting for the Penguins because that would be going, that that would imply that she's not good at her job. I'm not going to do that. We're not, I'm not doing this. Katie, you did a great job. Penguins won in the home opener. Lindbergh, who started a net for the Wilkes-Barre-Experian Penguins, did a great job. He looked very solid. The Penguins looked good. I mean, they kept the puck out of their zone. There was some sloppiness. He still got a new head coach down there, so they're still trying to figure things out. Um, but, yeah, someone who uh, I heard the name a lot. I watched it on AHL TV. Uh, a name that I heard a lot was Ricola. And, you know, I, I kind of was upset that he didn't make the Penguins roster, the Pittsburgh Penguins roster. But to see him down in Wilkes-Barre, he looked really good. He had, like, a couple turnovers, but you know what? Chris Letang has more than that during a regular game. So I think Ew. he's doing, hey, calling him like I see it. Uh, Ricola did a good job. Um, so uh, Penguins take home their first home opener. And I will say, the crowd looked packed in the Mohegan Sun Arena. Just uh, in our in our first trailer, me and Josh were talking about how it used to be packed during uh, the early 2000s, and um, it kind of dwindled off a little bit. But 
I think they did a pretty good job of marketing, and uh, and I'm sure um, Katie being there had an impact. But hey, there was a lot of people in the stands, a lot of people, and I think that I think we can all agree that that's great for Wilkes-Barre. We need that. We need full stands in there. We need a packed arena. Um, so yeah, I think it looked great. Josh, what do you think about? Um, the Penguins' first game against Lehigh Valley. We came out with a score of 2-1. to one. How did you feel? What did you see? Yeah, I, I mean, just to go off of your last statement in regards to the, the crowd, I think a big aspect of it as well was the fact that it was the home opener on a Saturday. Um, it's been on Fridays or Wednesdays in the past. And, you know, sometimes when people work, they don't want to go to a game at seven o'clock but with a saturday home opener at six o'clock right a little more flexibility with your schedule hey let's bring the family you know works out um but in terms of the game i mean can't ask for a better start to the season you know play hard play fast goalie carries you for most of the game which is great which is what you want to see out of a young goaltender and then um, going into the third, tied 1-1, just right out of the gate. I think it's within the first minute, maybe two minutes, that they score the what ends up being the game winner. Just yeah, and, hold, hold the lead from there. And I will say Lindbergh looked amazing in that, especially in the third period when obviously they pulled their goalie and, and they had an, an extra attacker. Holy crap, did did Lindbergh look good. He made an incredible save late in the period, and I was just like, he's look I could I could see him being Jari's backup. Like I was like, I'm not calling that out. I'm just saying. I was like, he's looking good. Um I could see why we have one of the best development um um, farm teams in the NHL. I think we just we just mass produce good goaltenders, and I think uh, Lindbergh's one of them. I think he'll be the next guy. Uh, also, DeOrio is another another great uh, goaltender that we're that we're building up. Uh, but yeah, Lindbergh looked phenomenal in uh, his uh, his debut um, of of this season. Really good, really good, really good. Uh, which leads us to our next Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins game, which is uh, today, which is Sunday. We actually record on Sundays. Um, it's the 17th of October. Uh, we played the Charlotte Checkers. Uh, it recently brought back into the league, and they are the Seattle Kraken. <clears throat> excuse me, Seattle Kraken's uh, farm team. And... Uh, they spanked us. They beat the crap out of us this game. It was a game, a uh, score of four to one. Uh, Josh, we did not look good. We did not look good at all in this game. No. Uh, when you when you talk about two sides of coin of a coin, um, yes, last night, Saturday night, looking good. Oh yeah. Sunday, not so much. Now, is that a result of goaltending? I think that is a fair question. Just That's because right. I Lindbergh forgot to say, Lindbergh did not start. Did not get the start for the Sunday game. So That's right. I don't know if that was the result or tired legs. I mean, you go from 6 o'clock on Saturday night to 3 o'clock on Sunday. I, I mean, I remember looking through their schedule. I don't think they have 
another one of those. I think if they do, it's just one more time that they do that. So, I mean, that's that's hard to do back to back and then on such short rest. You go, you know, there's not much recovery time and rosters aren't that deep. So, you know, right. trying to play back to back games like that. I mean, even even getting a goal, I think, was uh, impressive enough. Um, but I mean, still didn't look bad in effort. Um, right. So, I, I mean, other, other than the score, uh, all, all, and the goal, goal tending, um, yeah. all was good. Yeah. I mean, Hey, it's the beginning of this season. They only had, they only played two games so far. Obviously, like I said, they have a new head coach. They are still trying to, this is his second year. JD Foster. Yep. This is his second year? That is correct. I thought it was his first, and I apologize. JD, if you're listening, I'm sorry. No, um, he, did, he did last year. Um, oh, yeah, right after uh, we called up that head coach Yeah, in Pittsburgh. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah, so JD, uh, still trying to work out everything, right? You still, because last year you obviously had the taxi squad. You had to have people up in Pittsburgh ready to play in case anyone got COVID. Now most of them are down in Wilkes-Barre, and they're just trying to run that organization. It's still early. Once again, 82-game season. You're still trying to uh, play the long game. It's only two games. Only two games. Uh, I think Lindbergh looks strong. I'm sure they're going to look at him for uh, the next game, which is Friday, October 2nd, against the Hartford Wolfpack. Um, That is a home game. Uh, But I think... uh, yeah, I think they're going to go back to Lindbergh for that. He looked strong. The defense looked uh, good, except for the game today. But uh, the I, I, I think uh, Lindbergh's a good goalie to go back to. Well, here's here's a question for you, Louis. Wolfsbury sure. is carrying three goalies. What, yeah, which I did not know. We talked about that before we started the pod, because I thought DeOrio was the backup, but... In the first game, he was not dressed. It was uh, Lindbergh who started in Napier, who was the backup. And uh, in in the game today, which is October sixteenth, seventeenth, excuse me, um, Napier got the start, and Dioria was the backup. And there's yeah. no there's no record of Lindbergh being hurt, so they must be having three goaltenders ready to go. So that makes me think: Are they going to run out? Diorio on the third game so they get a taste of each goalie in the first three games and then play it out from there I mean because it would be unfair to Diorio if they just I mean as good as Lindbergh looked we have no idea how Diorio looks against good players I mean he played in the preseason but I mean let's be honest a lot of those guys they played against are now you know ECHL or looking for a job um, so, I mean, maybe they put the Oreo in and gauge it from there and we'll see what happens. But uh, I mean, Lindbergh, uh, he's the lead runner for sure after these first two games. Yeah. He, he looks super strong and, and, uh, I can't wait to see what he does. I do like the Oreo. I wish he got the start today, uh, Sunday, uh, when we obviously record this, they played the checkers today. Um, I wish he got to start. I like DeOrio. I think he's a solid goalie. Uh, but they must see something in Napier that that got him to start before DeOrio. Who knows? To me, today, it didn't look that strong. 
he didn't look that strong. He obviously led in some weak goals. Um, and that's not how you want to start, right? That's not how you want to start your first game. But nonetheless, hey, we're looking to see if Dorio starts or if Lindbergh gets the, the nod for next game. I don't think it's going to be Napier, but Penguins look good. Penguins, Wilkes-Barre did look good um, in their first two games. And can I end the Wilkes-Barre segment on this fun fact that they tweeted out after uh, their win last night? Go for uh, it. Uh, Nicholas Almari, yeah, he he scored in the the home opener. His that was his first goal since October thirteenth, two thousand nineteen. So over just over two years to the day between his last two goals. Imagine how he hockey. felt when that puck went in the ball. Oh. Imagine just be like, I can do my job. Like you know, like imagine talk about a slump. Yeah. And imagine, like, how grateful he is to be here and to have the opportunity. And then all of a sudden, that puck goes in the net. Yeah, I would. I would maybe a tear. Maybe yeah. a tear would fall from well, my he, eye a little bit. His goal was the uh, the game winner. winner. Yeah, he was the one who scored at the beginning of the third. I'm sure that locker room was buzzing. Buzzing, <laughs> especially for him after. That's right. He did score the final, uh, the goal yeah, in the yeah. first game. But, um, yeah, so that's cool. That's really interesting. Glad he got that goal, and I'm sure uh, everyone was celebrating. Not not Sunday, though. Uh, <laughs> no one was celebrating in a Wilkes-Barre uniform on Sunday. All right, with that being said, let's transition to the Pittsburgh Penguins, the parent team of Wilkes-Barre. Hey, we played three games in our calendar week, okay? We got three games under our belt so far. The first game was against uh, Tampa Bay, uh, obviously away. And then we were in Florida. We were playing uh, the Panthers in Fort Lauderdale. And then we came back home and we played Chicago, which was our home opener. Josh, let's talk about Pitts, uh, Pittsburgh against Tampa Bay. Um, what was a few things that came to your mind? The first game, it was away. We did not have Sid. We did not have Gino. We did not have Gensel or Aston Reese. So with that being said, what did you see? What did you like? Can I just say, there is, I mean, I, I can't speak for the players, but as a fan watching a game, there is no no better feeling than when the home team is silenced, the crowd yeah. is silenced because of your team winning. And man, the, the start of that third period when they were up and the crowd was, I mean, usually... Crowd is amped up beginning of a third period, ready to go. Like, even if your team is losing, well, maybe there's maybe we can make a comeback. I mean, I know they're not quote unquote a hockey town, but they're the back to back defending champions. And I would have thought the crowd would have been still super hyped from the uh, banner raising ceremony. But that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was that was sweet. That was a great feeling. Jari. Unbelievable. Like my prediction of him being really good yeah, looked yeah, yeah, really yeah. good in that game there. Yeah, for yeah, yeah. Sure. No, I mean, yeah, the first game you saw the banner rise, you saw the 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 players and the fans super hype. And I was like, "Oh boy, are we in trouble." Right? Especially the ESPN coverage of it. They were just talking about how great the Tampa Bay team is. Can't wait. They want to make a run for 3. And then you're like, <laughs> then they transition to Pittsburgh and they go, they have 
no said they have no Gino, no uh, Gensel. This team is in trouble tonight, right? Basically, that's what they were saying. And I believed it. Puck dropped. We were playing for the Stanley Cup that night. I, I honestly could say that Pittsburgh Penguins came out with a playoff mentality in that game. And, man, did we show them up. We beat them at their own game. We played in their zone for a lot of the time. We did not. We did not let them escape. Um, we were playing um, way better. Our special teams looked phenomenal. Our PK, our our even power play, we looked like we knew what we were doing. The passing was ten times better. Um, McGinn coming in hot with uh, um, his his first goal um, and blocking shots. Uh, I have my notes right here. Man, he was laying it down. I think he got uh, on a power play. He got hit twice uh, by the same defenseman. Um, And you could just tell he's wearing his heart on his sleeve. He's coming in hot. He wants to make his name known in Pittsburgh. And I think he did that in his first game with his goal and uh, a couple block shots. Um, Like I said, our special teams, a lot better. Our PK, our our penalty kill. uh, I'm sorry, our power play, really good. I did not even notice Sidney Crosby was gone. I love Sid. I love Gino. But, man, I couldn't tell you. I was like, we played phenomenal. Where we didn't even... Obviously, we need Sidney Crosby. Obviously, we need Evgeny Malkin. We need Jake Ensel. But during that game, I was like, I think we could make an 82 run without these guys. Like, these, we played so well. I know Mike Sullivan's message to these players every single game is, hey... Let's get a good jump. Let's get a good start on these guys. And we did that. We succeeded in doing that. Now, we played a 200-foot game. What I mean by that is that we were playing a good in offense, and we played amazing in defense. We did great with our back-checking, phenomenal on our forechecking. Now, Josh, like I said in the intro, I'm a man, and a man admits when he's wrong. Tristan Jari. Played unbelievably in that game. But here's the thing. I'm not going to give credit to him. Okay? Let's go Andy Kyoto. What a goaltending coach. I knew it. Knew it was coming. Can we talk about it? Andy Kyoto is the greatest goaltender of all time. Okay? And I'm not just saying that so he could be on this podcast. What I am saying is that he was a phenomenal goaltender, not only in Wilkes-Barre, but in Pittsburgh. And he brought his talents to Pittsburgh. He wanted to share his knowledge, his wisdom, his God-given talent with Tristan Jari, Casey DeSmith. He worked with them previously, but he just wasn't working for the organization at the time. He had his own goaltending instruction company thing. And... I follow him on Instagram, and Tristan Jari and Casey DeSmith were there. He was teaching them before he got the job. Now he gets the job. Oh, look at that. Tristan Jari isn't Swiss cheese, but he's just a brick wall. That's all thanks to Andy Kyoto, and I just want that to be known. If you want to take anything from this podcast, take a snippet of that, send it to Andy Kyoto. He deserves it. He did a, a phenomenal job. And then lastly... And just to just so oh, okay. people ahead. understand Louis's fascination with Andy Kyoto, Andy Kyoto, 
it it is more obsessive than what he is letting on. Louie. That's not true. Became a goalie because of Andy Kyoto. And not only became a goalie, ward number 40. Andy Kyoto's number. That's right. For everything. That's when right. He, when he played hockey, when he played football, he tried to get number 40, but he couldn't because it wasn't for his position group. He tried getting it for everything. Baseball. Baseball. 40. Baseball, behind 40. the plate. That's, That's right. too. The reason why I was a catcher in baseball. Not because I was the worst person on the team, because I was not, all right? The reason why I wanted to be catcher is because they wore pads. Obviously, I'm talking like when they were when I was little. They wore pads, and they were basically a goalie. Think about it, all right? Think about it. A object is being hurled at you at a high velocity, and your job is to stop it. That's a goalie, okay? I don't care what you call it. It's a goalie. I'm wearing pads. You better believe I was Andy Kyoto behind the plate and in the net, all right? That's all I'm saying. Andy Kyoto was God's gift to this planet. And, um, you know, I embraced it. I embraced it. I accept that Andy Kyoto was placed on this earth to be a goaltending coach and to be the greatest goaltender of all time. So, yeah, maybe I do have a fascination with Andy Kyoto, but you know what? It's not unwarranted. He deserves the praise. He deserves all the accolades he gets because he is that good. And I wish more people would look at Andy Kyoto and say, you know what? For the rest of my life, my number is 40 because of Andy Kyoto. Quick Andy Kyoto story. <laughs> Kyoto Dragon. Kyoto Dragon, that was his nickname in Wilkesbury. They had a banner. Um, somebody made it. I think it was the like a booster club or whatever for Wilkesbury. <laughs> but um, they had a banner on the stands that said Kyoto Dragon. And that was kind of like his name in Wilkesbury. So it was one of my first games I went to. Andy Kyoto was coach, uh, coach, goaltender. And, uh, you know, I'm new to the game, so I'm still trying to understand the rules, understand what my favorite position was. I don't think we were doing well in this game. But uh, I think it was against the Syracuse Crunch. All right. They have a puck and they're coming down. It's a breakaway. All right. Andy Kyoto decides, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to skate all the way to the blue line and try to stop him. And I was in awe. I was like, what is this guy doing? Guess what? He misses. Okay. Andy Kyoto completely misses the player. Misses the puck. Guys alone with an empty net. Guess what happens? Crossbar into the out of play. He misses the empty netter. And it was all because Andy Kyoto got into his kitchen, got into his noggin, said, hey, you ain't scoring again on me, bud. With his white bat, white pads and his white mask coming flying in hot. Dude, Andy Kyoto is the best. Oh, yes. The mask, no paint. No just paint. White. All white. Just white, white mask. White eye tech mask. All right. I remember it. White eye test. White coho pads. Dude was the absolute beast. He's a legend. Kyoto Dragon. Whatever. I'm not going to. Uh, hey, I'm going to do a little flex. Maybe he maybe he te- he tweeted me once or twice when I wished him a happy birthday. Just saying. Humble brag. Um, but whatever. It's cool. It's not like it's one of the greatest days of my life when Andy Kyoto tweeted me back. Anyway, enough about Andy Kyoto for this podcast. Um, last thing on our Tampa Bay game. 
Um, holy empty netters. Uh, that's what I wrote oh. down in my notes. Holy <laughs> empty netters. There was yeah. a lot of empty netters. I don't know what Cooper was thinking on the Tampa Bay bench. There was like four minutes left, and he was no. like, It was almost seven minutes. Right, 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 yeah. right. I mean, and then he started looking like a genius because they scored back-to-back. They did, but then they kept on doing the empty net, which I thought was a yeah. bull choice. And even you texted me during the game the gif of, uh, it's a bold move, Todd. <laughs> Let's see where this plays out. Yeah. I don't there was, seven, there was seven minutes left in the game. I'm like, no, we're up by like three. And, it was three nothing. Three and, nothing. And, and they scored. Good for them. Yeah. But then they then but then they 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 pulled the goalie again. We scored. Then they decided, hey, I know what we should do. Pull the goalie. <laughs> and we scored again. And then they said, hey, hear me out. <laughs> hear me out. Let's pull Vasilevsky one more time. Hey, guess what? We scored. And uh, <laughs> I I don't think like no one on that bench was like, hey Cooper, maybe not this time. Maybe let's just ride out this L. But like no, they were like, pull him again. Let's do it. It was a bad look for them. I think it was really cool to see, uh, like you said, the fans silenced the whole game. The yeah. only time they made noise is when they pulled the goalie and they scored. Yeah. But then it got immediately quiet again when we yeah. scored the empty netter. Um, so I just think it was great, like especially when you see a banner rise and the fans are like, yeah, let's go. Season three, let's make a three-peat. And the Penguins are just like, not today. Okay, we came down to Florida. It's hot. We just want to win this game. And they did that. Which then leads us to our next game in uh, the hot state, the sunshine state, uh, against Florida. Gensel returns. Now Casey DeSmith starts, okay? Wasn't back-to-back, but Mike Sullivan said, hey, let's give Casey DeSmith the start. And uh, I I just want to say, we were talking about Andy Kyoto. Both broadcasts were showing some love for Andy Kyoto. Both talking about how great of a goaltending coach he is. I just want to say, okay, we're moving on. Josh, what did you think about the Florida game? Not going to lie, I was expecting a fast, faster start. Um, I kind of thought they were going to come out strong because against Tampa, I felt like they did. They just, the puck wasn't going in the net. Um but then, I mean, Florida just started scoring. Luckily, we were able to even it. Um, you know, it was kind of a back-and-forth game once we got into the second and third period. But to be honest, the Smith looked shaky. And one, once I had noticed that he wasn't he – wasn't, he didn't have his A game, I didn't, I didn't think – I had a bad feeling about the whole game. Yeah, and, uh, I'm, I'm going to be honest. Watching Casey DeSmith, I was expecting him to be a little more solid. He kind of got rattled a lot quicker than I thought he would. I, yeah. he, he let the first one go, and I was like, okay, whatever. You know, that was an easy one, but bounce back. And then when they scored again, I was just like, hmm. Yeah. That one doesn't look like he, you know, I just feel like he got rattled a little too quick. Yeah, and I mean, one of my favorite players in the league is Jonathan Huberdeau. You love him so much. I do. You love him. You wanted us to trade for him, and you were like, give him Malkin for him. (laughs) 
I'm still on that train. I don't even care. I'll still do it. But that that's who I was nervous about going into the game. And all he ends up with is an assist. And it's like, I mean, no offense to those other guys. I mean, Aaron Ekblad is good. And He's really uh, that, good. That, um, that young guy, Duclair, he looks pretty good. And he didn't make a lot of noise, though. Hornquist no, did not no. make a lot of noise during that game. But then they, uh, I forget the other guy's name. I think he got two goals. That He got the, the overtime winner. Um, blanking on his name. I'm, I'm sorry, sir. Whatever your name is. Okay. Um, yeah, plays for Florida. <laughs> yeah. But, like, like, I think that's, like, an issue to be concerned about. I know those, I know they have players. I know Florida is good. I get it. I understand that. But, like, when we're able to shut down, I shouldn't say shut down, but when we're able to limit their pretty much top guy in Jonathan Huberdo. Yeah. And then we let up five goals. I don't know. I, I, to me, that raises concern. I don't know to Sullivan and the rest of the team, but to me, Josh, I'm concerned. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't good. It wasn't good to... Uh, um, I mean, we, we showed resilience, yeah. but a little too late for the party. Exactly, um, and we didn't we didn't keep it up, which is which is weird because the first game, like I said, we played two hundred feet. We were resilient. We did not allow anything to get under our skin. But when it came to this game, it just felt like whenever they would score, we would just drop our guard down for a little bit. And I was just like, "What are we doing? Like, come on, pick up the pace!" Like, and this is and and obviously this is the time where you're like, "Man, I really wish I had a Crosby right now." Man, I really wish I had a Malkin. Just because sometimes when they get the puck and they just do what they do, that brings some life back on the bench. That brings some life and some momentum, and that's where you wish. I mean, Gensel did all that he could do on his first game back, but uh, and you know, here, he can't do it all by himself. Here's my question for you. With the, the Penguins up two in the third, who do you, who do you blame for them ending up tying and and winning the game it, it so is it's that easy. defense or is that the smith so it's easy to look at the smith and go hey man you're the yeah. last line of defense why did you let that in but you know what it's i'm gonna have to say defense it, it's it there's everyone who plays a part right so offense should be better at keeping the puck in the zone um don't take bad penalties we were taking so many penalties in that game that shot us in the foot so much so much um but but hey i will say they were leading they were leading four uh three to nothing and we had four unanswered goals we came back in this yeah. florida game um that's so, true too. and i'm that's where i'm like hey that's it that's our resiliency but then they came back. They scored another goal, bring it to 4 fourth, and then go into overtime. And for me, that fourth goal was definitely defense. If I had to pick someone, to answer your question, if I had to pick someone, it would be defense. Obviously, the offense plays a part. Obviously, Casey DeSmith plays a part. But if I had to choose someone, it would be defense. I feel like we gave up some turnovers. Um, Chris Letang was taking some penalties during that game. I really feel like no one was really on the 
ball 100%. I wish, I wish, I wish they played a little bit better. I think we would have uh, came away with two wins in Florida. But it went in overtime really quickly. I did not like how quick that overtime was done. Um, I mean, it was going back and forth. We had an opportunity, but we didn't capitalize on it. The puck came right back. Yeah. And, uh, they buried it. Now, hey, we lost that game, but it, it's still a point. So we have three points, which is good. But I wish we could have snuck away in Florida with four. Um, which then brings us to our, our home opener. Our home opener on Saturday, uh, the 16th. Man, I love the intros. I don't know about you, but when, like, I, like, even watching on TV, I'm like, man, this is dope. Like, just watching everyone come out and intro and all the hype. Another sold out crowd, uh, PPG Paints Arena. We looked awesome. We were ready to go. Um, yeah. So let's, let's go to Chicago. Josh. What did you see? What were some things that that that, that you liked in uh, the Chicago game? Oh, wait! Before you go, sorry. No, Flurry. you're good. Flurry is here, and uh, if oh, I if say. I if I may, if I may quote Josh here, he has some poop pads, poop colored <laughs> pads. That's what Josh uh, referred to Mark Andre Flurry's pads. They're brown. Um, they're supposed to be vintage looking pads, but Josh goes, I don't care. They look like poop pads. On TV, they look like poop. <laughs> With the, So, anyway, I just want to uh, say that because I'm sure there's some hockey uh, goalie, goalie fanatics out there that go, they're not poop pads, they're just vintage pads. Um, which is exactly how I was when Josh told me that for the first time. Anyway, Josh, what did you see? What did you like um, from uh, the Penguins in uh, game number three? Well, I felt like it was similar to game number one. Uh, the not headline players carrying the team. McGinn um, scored and... Yeah, McGinn scored in all three games so yeah. far. Yeah, yep. And, oh no, not McGinn. The... Uh, the Heinen. 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 Heinen, Heinen, yes. Heinen scored in all three, but McGinn scored in this one. Heinen scored. Um, Jari looked good. Jari, I mean, this one, this one was a lot better than the Florida game. uh, Florida game came out stronger, came out faster, able to capitalize on on Flurry's miscues and. uh, Mr. Yeah, we, Mr. O'Connor got his first NHL goal. Yeah, let's it. let's give some stick taps to uh, uh to uh, O'Connor there. Drew O'Connor score his first goal. Um, pretty pretty. Uh, I would say disappointing first goal if I was him. An ugly first goal. Because yeah, only because <laughs> Flurry missed played the puck and he just buried it and he looked excited but for me i'm i'm like <laughs> selfish i'm like you know what i want like a breakaway goal making yes. the goalie look so silly and having that on my highlight reel as my first goal not one where i have to go chase the puck behind the net and just put it in because the goalie was stupid yeah um speaking of mark andre Fleury, we lit him up all right first period was all penguins we came in hot my notes here all caps Amazing start. Playing fast. 
We lit him up. We were scoring left and right. Now, obviously, yeah, he mishandled the puck. But that was one of many. That was just us demolishing him. Um, I would say later in the this first period, later in the first period, um, we took the foot off the gas. We, we, we had that 4-0 start. Obviously, Flurry got pulled. But we just weren't really playing that hard. Um, and then, obviously, um, we won the game, obviously, but it was, it was just, it was just something where I noticed, I was like, hey, it's a, it now, was just a little, little much that we took a foot off the gas. To ask you a question regarding footing, taking your foot off the gas, would you want to see them score, like, eight goals and no, exhaust I, themselves the whole game, or just... No, there's a difference between taking your foot off the gas and not... And and not still adding pressure, so you can be up for nothing, and still add pressure, still playing good in your own zone, which we weren't. We were making turnovers, we were taking penalties, we were not doing what we should have been doing when you're up for nothing. So you then, felt like it was more sloppy than it was. It, but yeah, we took our foot off the gas. We weren't we weren't adding pressure. We were we were the ones that kind of just were like, oh, hey, the puck got behind us. Let's go chase it. And it's just kind of like, hey, if you kept on the pressure that you had in the first half of the period, we would have maybe scored more. Maybe we would have prevented them scoring two. Um, uh, but hey, I mean, we scored one later in the game. Um, I think who scored it? Zucker scored a sloppy goal um another just weird goal uh, uh the goalie i forget who came in relief of flurry but um i'm not familiar with him but he he was out of the net um and uh and zucker just had it and just threw it behind him and it hit off a defenseman's skate and went in it was really sloppy but hey we we were talking about how zucker wasn't performing well i guess you can say that was good on him that he was performing well, but I mean, I he was know. my di- he was my disappointment pick. So I'm gonna say he didn't perform well, but <laughs> I guess I don't know. I mean, I think he I think he did um, a good job. He was playing good. Uh, he was playing well. I want to say great, but if I was him, I would take this opportunity to shine. You don't have Crosby, you don't have Malkin. You know, come in and hot. I think that's what you should have done. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's only so much you can do. Um, yeah, so the Penguins win in Ch- in Pittsburgh, first game of an eight home game stretch, um, five two. So we obviously dominated. Um, Gensel had an amazing goal, amazing goal during this game. Um, he was he very Crosby esque. Um, he was behind the 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 red line behind the goalie. Um, and he just waited for the goalie to get back in the position only to bounce it off a defenseman in. And I thought that was very Crosby-esque. Uh, he played well. Gensel played great in that game. I just think we looked really well. I mean, really, really great in that game. Um, but was yeah, that like Luger's goal? No, Gensel, did, Gensel, Gensel didn't score in this game. Yes, he did. He hit it off a defenseman. Let's take a look. I'm looking up right now. Teddy Bluger. Oh, no, he didn't. So was it Bluger's goal? Or am I thinking of the Florida game? Am I getting my facts messed up? Gensel definitely scored 
a game. In a game. Oh boy, was it the Florida game? I think it may have been the Florida game. I think it was the Florida game. Yeah. Oh boy. Dang it! Correction <laughs> in the next pod. No, we fixed it now. Correction mid pod. was that? I thought it was the game. Correction mid pod. But no, I thought it was. Whatever. It's all right. I was wrong. It's fine. He still scored a great goal. <laughs> that's, you can't <laughs> take it away from him. Um, but yeah, that was during the Florida game. But that's fine. Um, yeah, I mean, nothing too crazy. What I kind of pictured uh, this this uh, Pittsburgh uh, versus a Chicago game, it was just like a classic Penguins game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like we played good offensively. We 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 were good defensively. It was just a great game. And obviously, hey, let's give stick taps to uh, the guy who uh, orchestrated everything. Mike Sullivan becomes the most winning coach in Pittsburgh Penguins history with 253 wins. So let's give it up for him. Dude deserves it. I think he's the most underrated coach in NHL. Um, and uh, when we were talking before, Josh Josh mentioned um, he, because he, he was saying, oh, but Sully got the nod to be the USA coach in the Olympics. So mu- he must be like, you know, highly praised but i was saying yeah but he's only like one of few american coaches they don't really have a lot of choices um everyone else is canadian and yet they still do not nhl at least does not give mike sullivan the credit he deserves he took a team that was in last place in 2016 and brought him to win the cup and then he did it again in 2017 um, and he's there. We're always a playoff contender. We're always in the um, the Stanley Cup conversation, and that is due uh, to Mike Sullivan. So I believe he deserves all the praise that we're giving him. He he does he does deserve uh, this award. I think he is a phenomenal coach. Josh, what do you think of Mike Sullivan? What do you think of the game? One of the many Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguin alumni dominating in the pros. I shouldn't say pros in the NHL. In the NHL, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, sometimes his just constant angry demeanor just rubs me the wrong way. But really, I mean, I love it. It's just constant, like just dude. You're up four goals, like a little bit of uh, excitement, a little bit of ease off the face, like just. It's nothing. It's always just that angry scowl, like sometimes. Sometimes it just, it just, ah, just, ah. Really? So, yeah. I love Sully. I love the way he acts on the bench. I love how, um, you know, like, we've watched games together, and it, I, like, I've called it out. I'm like, watch, Sully's going to challenge us. And you're like, no way. And all of a sudden, he does that hand wave. It's yeah, just like a hand wave. Over. And yep. he's like, come here, come here. This is what we're going to do. And then he's usually right. And I think Mike Sullivan's a great coach. I think I love his stone-cold face throughout the whole entire game. And he only shows it when he's angry. Like he only shows emotion when he's angry. Yeah, um, that's my that's my issue. Is like I know the, I think that's there great. are other emotions. He can show happy and joy. Name me one coach that shows happiness. Bill Belichick. Well, Does he show emotion on the be- on the sidelines? No, no absolutely no. not. Not a big fan of him either, but like I will respect him. I get it, and I'm not saying I'm not saying I dislike Sullivan. I'm not saying I don't respect him or anything. I I I agree with you. I think he is probably I he's up there with the coaches, um, and I mean with 
with U.S. coaches, I'm blanking on Tampa Bay's coach's name. He's American. Cooper. He's American. So, I mean, now that Cooper went back-to-back, I mean, where does he rank next he's, to he's Sullivan? A, he's a great coach, but I think Sullivan's yeah. better. Because here, here's one thing that I think everyone forgets is that Mike Sullivan has to deal with injuries literally every day of his life. Yeah. Um, and there's recency coach. bias. And there's recency bias. Tampa just won back-to-back championships. So everyone's going to put him, you know, number one coach in the league. Which I know. Is but fair. they usually put Barry Trotz above him. I and I'm know. like, like Barry Trotz is, come on. Like, he's a good coach. Don't get me wrong, but... Come on, like Mike Sullivan's so much better than he is. Um, I mean, I get it. Mike Sullivan usually loses to Barry Trotz, but that's not the point. <laughs> I think is it is it bad that I kind of think hockey coaches are very similar to basketball coaches. If you have good talent on the team, like that t- that talent will carry you as a coach. But if you are a good coach with good talent, you can just take the the bottom of your your roster and make them talented and that's what i feel like sullivan does like i I mean because i'm a basketball guy like he just reminds me of popovich where when he was running through the league with tim duncan and tony parker and manu ginobili and winning this for the spurs the spurs yes running through the league, they their rotation was still deadly. Like, when they, most teams, when you get your starter off the court, your starters, and you put the bench in, it's like, okay, like, let's try to make a run against these guys. You couldn't even make a run against the Spurs' bench. And I feel like that is something that Sullivan has been so good at doing with the Penguins, is that, you know, when the third and fourth line comes out, that's still a deadly attack against you. Like, yeah, you can still, there are, you know, weapons on those lines that can still score, that can still play defense. And, you know, I, I mean, that's what makes a good coach. That's, that's what separates you from, you know, a hall of famer and, you know, just, just another coach in the league because I, I, I don't know. I mean, we can talk about his uh, accomplishments and his accolades, you know, for days when it comes to Mike Sullivan. Yeah. But I think just looking at the aspect of year in, year out, the constant rotation of that, that bottom two lines because of their salary cap structure being so top heavy with the big names taking up all the money. So bringing in these guys year in, year out to just not just fill in, but to play their role. And he gets them to do that every year, every single year. Yeah. I just, I, I'm speech, I'm blown away by it every time. Yeah. I, I mean, I agree with you. I think, um, yeah, sorry, I think that was he, long-winded. No, no, no. I mean, he deserves that. I think we should talk about it, but I think, um, yeah, no, I think he, he knows what he, I think he knows what he needs to succeed. Um, obviously we have very talented hockey players on the Penguins and he knows that and he recognizes that, but I think what he knows is that he needs speed, not necessarily talent, but speed and that determination 
to do what um do what needs to get done and i think he he obviously speaks with management he gets who he needs and he's been doing it for for five years now and i think he's He's got something right because Penguins are always seeming to doing the right thing, and he's obviously making the playoffs. And he's obviously um, Penguins are always a a favorite to win the cup, um, and I think that that obviously plays a part with who's on the ice. But I think that plays a majority of of who's coaching them. And yeah, uh, and that's fair because a lot of people will say, "Oh, <clears throat> it's because Penguins have Crosby, Penguins have Malkin," but like to start this season so far. 2-0-1 with scoring 16 goals in the yeah. first three games? Without Crosby. Without, without Crosby Malkin. Malkin. Like, I mean, talk about getting your players to play for you. I mean, yeah, that's, and, that's, and, hard, that's hard to do in the NHL. It's and, hard. Like, these are grown men. They know right. how to play the game. They've been playing it their whole lives. But if you can, if you can follow your coach... I mean, that says volumes about a coach. I mean, who's that guy who's now on ESPN? I always felt like he was losing his locker room all the time. John um, Tortorella? Yeah. 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 I felt like after I a mean, couple of years. He, he's a very acquired taste. All right? Yeah. Uh, he's very vocal, very, uh, uh, I would say, verbally abusive in a good way for hockey players. Um, but I, yeah, like I, uh, he's an acquired taste. But I will say something about Mike Sullivan and about like to 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 kind of come off before we end here with what you're saying about Soli. Um, obviously, at the end of the game, they give away this warrior helmet, right, for the player of the game in the locker room, and everyone has a great time. It just goes to show, like obviously, usually you would go to the guy who scored his first NHL goal, right? It should have went to Drew O'Connor. Um, it was. Uh, it was uh, Jari's. Uh, he he won the uh, helmet from last game, um, so they always give it away to the next player whenever they win. Jari had it, and he goes, "Sorry, Drew. I know the first game is great, the first goal, but it belongs to Soli." Yeah, and I'm like, man, this guy is loved by everyone in that locker room. And another thing is, Sullivan. Uh, obviously, you know he's talking about how we. Hey, like we're playing good, you know, doing the coach thing, <laughs> coaching the team. And he goes, we have two two acknowledgments. Hey, um, McGinn scored his first, I think it was, not McGinn, it was someone who scored uh, a goal in a Penguin uniform first time and everyone clapped. And then, hey, Drew O'Connor's first NHL goal, he was handing out pucks. And then Crosby said, we have one more. So obviously Crosby's not dressed. He's in a suit just listening to what Mike Sullivan is saying. And he goes, we got one more. And Crosby comes out with the puck, a game puck, and goes, Congrat- uh, we have a coach here with the most winning, uh, most wins in uh, Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh history. And everyone's clapping. And obviously Sullivan didn't need to say that. Crosby is the one who came in and, and, and gave him the puck. And I just think that goes to show he has a great relationship with this team. Uh, people, and like you said, people will... We'll do anything he asks. They love him. They will. They'll go down swinging for him. So he deserves it. Uh, honestly, I, I could see him winning double the amount. I feel like he's a coach Q, um, where he's like you know he played for played. He coached for uh, coach Chicago for a long time. 
I could see Mike Sullivan being the coach of the Penguins for a very long time. Um, so yeah, I, I I I could see him winning more than 600 games with the Penguins that are 700. I, I could see him being here long term. Um, so I would love it. I would love it. I just I know this day and age there is no patience when it comes to coaches. I know, but we were we ran into a slump and people were expecting him to get fired then. Um, because you know, obviously, when yeah. when Penguins are losing, someone's got to be to blame, you know. And we're not going right. to blame Crosby. So um, I've never heard Crosby be the one to to let him go. It was either Malkin, Latang, or our goaltender. It was never Crosby's fault, and it shouldn't be. But um, it was Sullivan is the easy target. The coach is always the easy target. If a team's not winning, hey, let's get this guy. Let's get a new guy in. But um, obviously, our management made the right call and saying, you know what? Let's give him an extension. He deserves it. So I like Sullivan. Hey, man, congratulations on on being the most winning coach in the uh, uh, Penguins organization. Um, he coached in Wilkesbury too. So, like you said, great, great alumni, great um, for Wilkesbury, and uh, can't wait to see what he does uh, for that. All right, guys, this is uh, uh, the second episode of the uh, Penguins Collective Podcast. Thank you for listening. Um, we'll listen to it, see if we have to make any more corrections in the next podcast. I don't think so. I think we did a good job. Uh, I might have to make a public apology for my comments on Katie Gay, but I don't <laughs> think so. Um, um, you know, guys, thank you so much for listening. Can't wait to see you guys in the next episode. Um, we have... Two games next calendar week. One against Dallas. And the next, I'm trying to remember, and we're pulling it up on our phones right now. Dallas is our next game. And then Toronto. So Dallas is on October 19th at 7 p.m., which is a home game. And then our next game is October 23rd versus Toronto, which is going to be a good game on Saturday at the same time. So we will be talking about those two games for Pittsburgh next week uh can't wait to see you guys there and as always make sure you oh josh oh yeah i forgot to do the outro yeah. thing yeah i'm sorry i'm i like, thought that's what you were you were you were no up i was for. gonna do the whole let's go pens thing and we were supposed to do oh, it together but yeah. that was that i missed it okay josh where can these lovely people find our podcast well you can find our podcast wherever you find your favorite podcast and make sure you rate five stars that's right unless if we need improvement i'm okay taking a four with some uh with some constructive with some, yeah constructive absolutely criticism. i'm cool with that three, i'll even take a three i'll yeah, take a three three we need to talk because i mean this is yeah, yeah. this is good but if there's like some stuff we need to work on that's still a four yeah send it's us an not, email as well send we're not us an perfect. email the Penguins Collective at gmail.com. If you guys have anything uh, you want to let us know, or if you guys want to email us saying, hey, I would love for you guys to do this. I would love for you to talk about this. Send us an email. We'd love to reach out and get talk back to you. But yes, rate us uh, four stars uh, with some cr- criticism. Please. But please, five stars would five be stars amazing. Five stars would be great. Five stars yeah. would be so great. Um, just, you know. And subscribe. Subscribe. Right. Yes. I'm trying to like, go off on... You don't need to subscribe for Spotify, do you? You just need to like follow us. Fo- that's the same thing. Yeah, Follow us. 
But I think, like, on Apple, you need to, like, subscribe. Subscribe. Yeah. In other formats, you need to do stuff. But anyway, we appreciate you guys. Um, Thanks for listening. Man, we butchered that ending. But here we go. Ready? Are you ready? And as always, let's go, Pens. Let's go, Pens. Josh, you were late with that one more time. Come on. All right. (laughs) It's hard trying to time up. It's fine. It's fine. Okay. And as always, let's go, let's Pens. Go Pens. <laughs> Bingo. Nailed it. We'll see you guys next time.